Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ladies and gentlemen, boxing lovers and likers, welcome to the ultimate sibling rivalry, Bigs versus Bigs. This podcast highlights two brothers who've been debating, undercutting, and contradicting each other for years about the sweet science of boxing. And now they're finally here to settle the score right on this podcast, Bigs versus Bigs. In the blue corner, the cool, collected, self-proclaimed ladies' man. He's famous for dominating debates without raising a vocal decimal. Representing the youngest sibling in every family worldwide, Christian the Slim Reaper Biggs. In the right corner, the borderline obnoxious, the man that has been rumored to be 3,000-0 in all boxing debates, the man representing for all big brothers all over the globe, Justin Big Time Biggs. What's up, what's up, what's up? How you guys doing? Welcome back to the Biggs vs. Big Show. The biggest show, the biggest show. Not only the biggest show, but the best show. Sports podcast, boxing podcast with the coolest two dudes from the East Coast. Yeah. Myself, Kristen D'Angelo Biggs, a.k.a. the Slim Reaper. And your boy, Big Time Biggs. You know, we, we could clock in then, guys, and we're watching everything that's going on in boxing. And we had a pretty... Uh, we had a really good weekend of boxing. It's been some good weeks of boxing, man. And this fight, these 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 fights, two fights that happened over the weekend kind of snuck. But who are you? Huh? You hey. said your name? Yeah, I said Big Tom Biggs. Oh, sorry. I said that. No, I'm yeah. sorry. Sorry. Apologies. <laughs> it's not that I'm talking fast. You're listening slow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Youngster, man. Before we continue, though, which is the real reason I cut you off, the real reason. Okay. Shout out to James Oliver. James... That's our post-production, our sound design, our mix and master engineer. He's a sound guru. The guru. Thank you so much for being with us since day one, man. We had to just give you give you your flowers right now, right here. Appreciate you so much, man. Yes, sir. James, thank you for everything you've done for us, brother. And let's keep going. Let's keep it rolling. So... <clears throat> One thing I have to say about this weekend of fights, they snuck up on me. And what's happening is like this, right? What's happening is like this, I must say. It's like a Thursday. And then it's like a Thursday, right? And then I'm yeah. here, and then I'm like, oh snap. He's fighting? She's fighting? So I heard that my man, that Big Baby was fighting. I've been pretty excited about the Big Baby, uh, J- Jared Anderson. Which Big Baby, man? It's two of Jared them. Anderson, the real Big Baby, he calls himself. But I know the other Big Baby from Brooklyn. So I'm, a, you know, I, I can't say the real. I, I find the real Big Baby is kind of disrespectful, to be honest, but you calling yourself the real Big Baby. You think it's left field? They got to fight for the name. I can't be two Big Babies. That's true. I like it. It can't be. Fight for it. Fight for the name. Who wins that, that fight? fight? Hmm? Who wins that fight, Jess? Brooklyn. Oh. Uh, I can't go against my Brooklyn guys, man. I'm going to go with my Brooklyn City guys. City Pride today. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll so so I, I think I think I think for real, for real though, like Big Baby and Big Baby um Jerome Miller went win that fight. 
For real, for real. No bull, no bull crap. If you get a full camp. If you get a full camp. Because you know how they doing. No, yeah, they, <laughs> they don't. They, st- they stabbing them in the lungs, sending them out there. Gladiator style. Go out there, boy. Get out there and fight. <laughs> so, right, I, I, I'm like, oh, all right. I'm like, Jerome Miller. I'm like, Jared Anderson fighting. And then I see some name I don't recognize. I'm like, ah, usual. But the thing that was surprising about this was that he was a headliner this time. So then it was like, all of a sudden, it was like, oh, he's fighting uh, Prince Charles. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, whoa. Like, he, like that's a pretty big name. That's a former IBF champion, man. Uh, what's his full name, bro? Charles Martin. Charles Martin. Yeah, pay attention. He know the full names. I'm like, one of them dads with too many kids what but, would he do without me so 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 i check it out man i'm like okay wow this is a big fight to not be kind of advertised this is an important fight this is a coming age fight this is a crossroads fight either jared anderson is going to become a star and be ready for all the champions or we're going to find out that he was a bust he wasn't what he said we said he was but he's 14 no 14 knockouts and then i hear that i haven't been hearing about them fighting because my man got is got the fight on 12 days notice. Less than two weeks, man. Can you believe it? Charles Martin, I can believe it. Charles Martin got the fight on two weeks notice. Now, I had a problem with it because I felt like, dang, man, like, Charles was a former world champion, man. Like, I don't like hearing stuff. That's not right, man. He had a good fight with King Kong uh, and Luis Ortiz dropped him. So I'm like, why y'all doing him like that, man? Like, he guy was a world champ, man. And he had a good fight his last fight. He fought all the biggest heavy ma- heavyweights but one. He fought all of them except for Tyson Fury. Um, so he's, 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 he's verified, man. He's legit. He's stamped. He's stamped. Like him or not, you know, homie with the dreads is stamped. And uh, before the fight, though, he said that he knew that Jared was on his radar because he was barking up his tree. And so he was kind of ready for him. So now when we get to the fight, when we get to the fight, you get to see this. You get to see that he was ready for him. (laughs) He was ready. He came prepared. He was moving. Lateral movement was on. Looked a little funny at first, though. Didn't look like it was very effective at first. But the lateral movement cut Jared Anderson's punch output and volume Less than half. He was averaging 62 punches around before that fight. In mm. that first round, he cut it all the way down to the 30s. Can mm. you believe it? This is why these test fights show up to be exactly that, sometimes a test. And it begs the question, like, man, what would happen if you had a full camp? However, Jared Big Baby Anderson does switch, turns southpaw from orthodox to southpaw, and actually catches... Prince Charles Morin with a right hook up top of his head and dropped him. More, more off balance, uh-huh. kind of, but it was a good shot. But, but with all these fights, there's always this, a, 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 was it a fall switch or what do they call it? A thing. There's always a, an emergency, like some type of weird thing they do just in case they fail safe. A fail safe. That's what I'm like. So You're it's welcome. a fail safe so that. The young guy can survive and learn, so he's safe. You know, it's always tra- well, you got to tell him what happened in tra- the fight. Training though, wheels, but keep going, keep going, right? Because what are you doing? Like, I'm not going like, to stop like, you. Wait, keep going. You got to wait. So now, like I said, hit him on top of his head, dropped him. Prince Charles goes down. 
But he gets up immediately, rather strangely. And then I start to notice, I say, huh, Jared is landing in very effective shots. I like his movement. I like the athleticism he displays. It's like a, it's like as if he's a he's a he's a smaller guy, like a welterweight, you know, or a junior or a junior uh, welterweight. That's what his slipness is of of a guy that's much smaller for for someone who's you know above six feet and over two hundred pounds. Um, but I start to notice that the punches that he's landing are not affecting Charles. You usually can see when you when you get to watching fights and not fight fans, and I know y'all know because y'all are real fight fans. Shout out to y'all. You start to see the shots take effect on the opponent's face. You see the discouraging effect of the shots. You see the body language change. And I didn't see any of that this night. He was straight. He was fine with it. Yeah. He would get caught and he would bounce right back. And that's exactly what happened with the knockdown. He bounced right back. He barked at Jared and just said something to him. I couldn't make it out. As the fight continued, uh, Jared landed more shots. But then come round five, mm. come round four, right? Actually, round four. And that straight, sneaky left hand that Jared Anderson spoke about before the fight started to land. Yes, it did. He started to meet him with that left hand. That's why he was moving, y'all. He wasn't moving because he was scared. He was moving because he knew Jared would come forward. He knew he would come forward and set his feet to offset the athleticism of the younger fighter so he didn't have as much of a chance to get away. It was all part of the game plan. You see, Martin had a plan. Didn't he, though? Martin had a dream. He had a dream, and he acted it out. He woke up and he lived it in real life and it worked. And that left hand started to land. And boy, oh boy, when them left handers land, them left hands land, they affected Jared. They affected the real big baby now. Yes, they did. And uh, something that Timothy Bradley said, he may not be, you know, the most, uh, the most judicious commentator. I'll put it that way. But sometimes he says some, says some good stuff. And he told Jared about pulling straight back, man. Mm-hmm. And you'll hear black black black, uh, uh, black trainers all across the world talk about this. Pulling straight back. And that means when you leave your feet in place, but you lean back off shots to evade the shots is very dangerous. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Dangerous, because when someone catches your timing, they start to land those shots, and those shots have big effect. And that's when he started catching with boom on left hands when he was leaning straight back. Around four, I started Don't to see straight it. back. Started to see it. I'm like, hmm, whoa, 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 be careful with that. And then it happened in round five, y'all. He hit him with one left hand. Boom. Yatata. Two left hands. Boom. Yatata. Three left hands. Boom. Yatata. And then he started to do a little stanky leg a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Them shots was landing, y'all. And that's when I said, oh, yeah, we got us a good fight. We got us a real scrap now. But I will tell you this. Jared Anderson showed some toughness. 
He showed some toughness. He showed some resilience because whenever he was really hurt, he held immediately. Smart move, young Tyke. Mm-hmm. Really smart move. You got a good beard too. I mean, I I'm not gonna act like I've seen Charles Martin just like knock people Late out. People crazy. No, but he has he has a uh, 29 knock, 25 wins and 26. Yeah, but he's a heavyweight, so that's like he got some good power. He got good power too. But you know, I ain't, I ne- but I'm not gonna say that because he dropped he dropped um he dropped Louis Ortiz. King Kong, yeah. even though King Kong's like 85. 53, 85, 85 years, old. years old, he still dropped him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I look at that, man, and I go, I say to myself, I says, I says, I says, what now? What happened? J- for Jared. <clears throat> um, that was a long intro, guys, to the fight. I'm going to finish it up, and then I'm going to let you continue. Is that okay? Go ahead. Is that okay with you? Go ahead. All right, cool. Um, Jared weathers the storm. Charles gets tired. Stops landing his main left hands. Jared moves forward, lands jabs and prodding shots. Never hurts. Charles, even remotely. And then, all of a sudden, the last 10th round, last few seconds, Charles Martin hits Jared Anderson with a huge left hand that really rocks him bad. And it looks like if he hits him with a couple more shots, he's down, and he may even be out. End of fight. Decision for Jared Anderson. But he gained a lot of respect for Charles Martin. I think... So, you ask yourself... As the viewer, was this a? I want to ask you, how did okay did Jared Anderson perform up to expectations? No, no, he did not. Fourteen and fourteen knockouts. He stated in one of his fights, he was the best heavyweight in the world. We didn't see that. I didn't see that. I saw a fighter who was about three years away from being arguably the best heavyweight in the world if certain people aren't there. But he he's going to have some competition. He's not going to be unanimously the best heavyweight in the world. And mainly who is the best heavyweight in the world? Tyson Fury, without a doubt. At what point did Tyson Fury become the best heavyweight in the world? Not like 20, 26 years old. When what happened? When he de- defeated Deontay Wilder. When he defeated Deontay. Second time. The Brown Bomber. Wilder the second time and knocked him out. And that was mm-hmm. when he took the throne. I agree with that. I agree with that. Jared Anderson is extremely far away from beating Deontay Wilder. Or Tyson Fury. He has to defeat his Deontay Wilder. But, exactly. But a Deontay Wilder. He's very far away from beating a fighter of that caliber. And I believe it's more like over... So, I believe that he looks the best. He's the best looking fighter. So, he's one of the... The, the most skilled fighters. So he's he's the second most skilled fighter behind, no, third, behind Alexander Usyk and Tyson Fury and... You think he's more skilled, and, fights more skilled than Frank Sanchez? No, I'm sorry, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. He's behind Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk, he's Frank Sanchez and... Another fighter I'm forgetting, the, the Asian uh, Zhao, Zhao. Yeah. And Zhao. Yeah. He's like top five in skill. He looks better than all of them fighting, though. Right. 
Yeah, that's true. So then that's the thing I want to start. He's more aesthetically pleasing. Let's more. start getting accustomed to that because people say he's the most skilled fighter because a guy looks good doing it. Nah, it's it's effectiveness, you know. And Is I just see more effective than any of those fighters. I I don't think that he would have Charles Martin would have stayed in there with Frank Sanchez. I don't think he would have stayed in there with Zhao. I don't think that he maybe Frank because Frank is a boxer, possibly Frank. I disagree with that. Nah, Frank would have got him out there, bro. He he somewhere in that fight he got him out of there. I just think that Frank is more like like explosive. He plant he plans shots a little better. He follows up a little. He's just a, he's just more like seasoned. Frank Sanchez. I don't know. Saint Sanchez right now. I think he's at an age where he's just more seasoned. He he has a little bit more pop, one punch power. Um, but that guy is very good. He's a baby for a heavyweight, but he's not ready. I don't think he's ready for any of those names yet. But and 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 and, and it's not bad because he he showed me he can beat a guy on that level. But it's going to be a life and death fight. You now, know, what I'm I, I have to challenge you on that one. This is why this is Bigs versus Bigs. I have to challenge you because. Did he show you he could beat a guy on that level? Because that was 12 days notice. He can compete with a guy on that level. A full training camp for a 10-round fight is six to eight weeks, mm -hmm. which is about 60 days. Yeah. Anywhere from 60 days to about 40-plus days. Okay. Charles Martin had 12 days. And you know they're going to count the day that they called you. <sighs> so did he really prove that he could beat a guy of that caliber? To me, it's a, eh. Yeah, it's still questionable. Who's on that level, like that that um that we can say like definitely who's on who's on Charles Martin's level as a heavyweight? That's a, oh, his this is a Charles Martin type guy. Uh, maybe a Dominic Brazil, comparable. Dominic Brazil, maybe Dom a maybe a Spilka. Yes. Yeah. Maybe uh maybe uh Adam Kalnacki. Do you think he beats uh Spilka? A Kalnacki. He full camp? He blows through them. They had they had a full camp. He blows through those type of opponents. I don't know if Spilka's still active, but from his skill set, I don't know if he beats Spilka. I don't know if he beats the Spilka. Spilka I remember. That's a tough fight. A very tough I don't fight. See, I don't see. That's it. a slick heavyweight. And then the level above that is like, um, there's also like you know Dillian White, you know. Oh like yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think it. Jeremiah, oh. Prevet, Prevetnik, Provodnik, uh, Povetkin, or is Povetkin, it? Povetkin, uh, sorry. Yeah, Povetkin. Um, there's also. Uh, I feel like he should really stop fighting. Derek Chisora. Derek Chisora, yeah. I think he's retired. But a Derek okay, Chisora cool. level guy? Yeah. I can't say, bro. I can't say. It wasn't like Frank Martin was just super duper slick. You know, he was moving pretty well, but he was getting hit. But he just he I think he's a small heavyweight. He's a small heavyweight. He has a he has to develop the man strength punching power. Because when he pins these guys with one shot, he has he has it may be the only shot he gets in. Those surprise shots hit you when you're off balance. You're not paying attention. Those are not gonna do it. But he has to. He has to. He cut. The, if he cuts, you miss a shot. He lands. Boom. You don't see it coming. Those have to hurt the opponents to right. to, to, to at least um, buckle them. 
So he can jump on you and hit you with a combination. Kind of like Mike Tyson style. But if you even watch Andy Ruiz stun you with a shot and dump on you three, four, five. Right. And put you down. He has to develop that kind of follow through. But you mentioned a name that I'd like to see him against that will really, really show me something. Uh, my man. But it might be a, it might be actually a safe enough challenge. The dude that Anthony Joshua looked really bad Jeremiah against. Jeremiah Franklin. Jeremiah Franklin. I'm interested in that fight. Me too. That's a good fight. Yeah, uh, yeah. Th- 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 that's definitely a good fight, you know, because he's crafty. Yeah, he's crafty, and sometimes you need that because when he when you're mowing through guys, mm-hmm. fourteen and on, you you know you rumble drill them and you knock them out. Yeah. We don't really know what you got. We got to see what happens when a guy's a little more crafty, like a Charles Martin. But then again, you have to also know, like, after the fight, he was seen being hugged by his mother. His mother, yeah, caressing his, caressing him and and uh, comforting him after the win. He had his head down. Timothy Bradley and the cast of ESPN says that was because he was so relieved that the fight was over. Because after a fight. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. fight is over. It's almost like an exorcism. I don't agree with that at all. I think that he felt that as though he didn't perform to the level he was supposed to. He didn't live up to the hype that was around him, and he felt tremendous pressure. So let me just cut in right there. There were so many red flags leading up into this fight, bro. La Bandera Roja. La Bandera Roja. I gotta, y'all, see, y'all think y'all slick. I wasn't paying attention to the fight until I went on. I was on ESPN. I said, it said viral moment with Jared Anderson and Roy Jones Jr. And I had Jared talking about, and I saw little signs of it, bro, on, on Fight Hype. I saw it said something like, I don't love boxing. I didn't watch the video because it was 20 minutes. I'm not watching a 20, it was like 30 minutes. I'm not waiting for that. For that. I hate, hate when I wait for that clip. And sometimes it's like clickbait. Fight Hype is really good. I'm not going to say Fight Hype clickbaits. But I was like, nah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not reading that. I'm just going to read the caption. And please, next time, just give me a two-minute video of that little thing he said. I said, hmm, that's not good. And then it was the video of him talking. Roy, like, I don't like, like, like so much ass to me. Jared is only 23, though. And, and Roy's like, listen, Jared, like, he gave like a Spider Man type of speech. Like, a lot is given. What's Spider Man saying in that? Like, this is because when. So much has been given to you. A lot is a lot is expected of you. And that's what you got to do because you got to be there for your family. If you're doing this for your family, you got to be the one to step out there and do it for your family and fight for your family. Thank you. That's like almost like a, the recording of it. Pretty good. Like that wasn't a recording. That was actually just Chris. But look, it was like Roy makes everything sound good. Like, like man, man, Roy, like if Roy, yo, Roy, like, Roy is so 
amazing, one of my favorite fighters. But Roy can lead you to your death, man. Roy, yo, if Roy was used as power for evil, Roy would talk me in anything, man. Like, I, yo, yo, like, 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 Roy, what you think about me fighting Deontay Wilder, man? You know, at, at one, at one, at one thirteen, at one fourteen, you could do anything. Like, I would believe it. Like, Roy is amazing. And I saw the kid cry and he said, Jared only 23. And I said, Jared is 23. I didn't realize that. And then they went on into the promo about Jared fighting for financial security. And let me tell you something, man. I'm going to keep it real. Y'all five, there was so many adults on the scene, seasoned men of 50-something years old, 40-something years old. I understand Roy, because Roy lived what he talked about. But there was guys on there. Yeah, man. Listen, Jared Anderson don't got to do it for long, man, but he has to do it. Jared needs to do this. Jared needs to, I'm, I'm just fighting to feed my family. And we were poor, this and that. My brother was locked up, was locked up, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, everybody's saying, Jared, do it, Jared, do it, Jared, do it. Guys, Jared ain't good. Jared mentally is not in a good place. And some one adult tell this guy, yo, Jared, you've done enough to help your family, man. Maybe you need to take a break. But y'all, it's like a, it was like a mental health campaign. And if he didn't got knocked out, everybody would have been like this. Yeah, Dre, I think the signs were all there, man. Like, he didn't really want to be there. What is wrong with you guys? There's more than one way to skin a, skin a cat. And there's more than one way to help your family. You don't have to be a boxing superstar in order to help your family. Who loves Jared? No, no, seriously. This is what these guys be talking about. Who loves Jared enough to say, yo, Jared, 14 no 14 knockouts, you don't like it right now. It's dangerous. You'll take a break, bro. Take a year off, man. Take some time to think about it, my guy. Jared, here is... While you doing all this, let's get let's, let's take some college courses, man. Let's you know because at the end of the day, if you're not all in with this stuff, you will get hurt. And I think it showed. So what y'all do is y'all put Jared in a harder fight, like, and and all these grown men sitting around commentating on this, thinking this is a good idea, man. I, I get it, it's y'all job, but yo, this he's really young. You got to be totally in and want to do this thing, man. Aren't there any independent thinkers anymore who can who can really assess the situation for themselves, think critically and say, I don't know, something different. Something outside of making a story or building a fight. Is everything about building a fight or is this sometimes you say, Ah man, you know this guy's kid here. He uh, he might not really want to do this anymore. Like this may be just exactly how. Nah, I'm gonna see a fight. I'm I'm I gotta get my fight. Yo, you the best American heavyweight champ shot we got. It's like y'all are serious. Y'all building this like y'all did with the Tiafimo thing. Y'all building a mental health story. Like y'all are serious. Yo, and then it's like you know, bro. We sit there and we watch stuff like, you know, the Adrian Broner situation of him breaking down and, and being drunk. And we wonder why Adrian Broner keeps being drunk and keeps acting wild. 
It's because Adrian Broner had mental issues that were never dealt with and were kind of like swept under the rug. And boxing was the rug. And then he, after boxing, he has these issues. And there's so many fighters, it's like, yo, we can't just throw this Band-Aid over it. Guess boxing is helping, dog. But like, get these kids some help, man. You know, me personally... We're talking about an interview that Adrian Broner had where he was very drunk. He was very drunk and he was very... Inebriated. Very inebriated and uh, intoxicated. And he had a hard time articulating himself. He took frequent breaks. He disagreed with the interviewers a lot and kind of almost threatened their lives. It was, it was, I thought it was pretty funny. I'm, not, I, I'm just going to be honest. I thought it was pretty funny because it was just so ridiculous. You know, if you if anyone has seen Adrian Broner speak, he's a funny guy. He's very funny. So when he's really, really drunk, he's also funny. Uh, but my sister watched it, and she was like, nah, man, I don't think it's funny, man. I actually think it's sad. And I was like, huh, wow, that's a different that's a different take on it. Because, you know, it's, it's kind of, it, it shows where his mental state is. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, maybe it's not that serious, man. He just fought, fought Billy Hutchinson, and he's... You know, post-victory, you know, some fighters drink after they're done with their fight. Some fighters indulge a bit. Um, but she thinks it's a little more. She's not the only one. Errol Spence also thinks there's something really wrong. And I've seen them in, you know, in videos together, hanging out and talking. They seem like they're on pretty good terms. Drinking together. So drinking together. That was a dope video. I got a lot of him. Yeah, they seem, they seem on pretty good terms. And Errol Spence comes out on his Twitter and says... Whoever allowed, you know, Adrian to take this interview is is wrong and they're lame. They're lame for that. You know, basically saying that they should they should protect him. Now, Adrian Broner's a grown man. So I I don't know that you can stop Adrian Broner from doing what he wants to do. I think probably you can't. But I get what he's saying. And then someone else says something else uh, in reply, and Errol Spencer's reply was, he's an addict. And I was like, wow. I think I think the addict thing was a little harsh, but I believe that Errol Spence was on the right path of what he was saying. Like, here's the reason why. I watched the Gillian Wallow um, Men Dollars with the Game interview with Adrian Brown. I watched a lot of Adrian Brown interviews, pretty much everyone. And he spoke about his issues with alcohol. And he was like, no more alcohol. Like, I was depressed. Like, I would drink every day, ruining my life. I spent all my money on alcohol. Basically, like, stuff like that, bro. And... They were like, yo, Adrian, this is your shot, man. You get all your money back and your life back together. He really expressed how he wasn't drinking no more. He wasn't messing with it. So me as a person that's never been an alcoholic, I, if I saw another fighter, if I saw Terrence, Errol Spence beat Terrence Crawford or vice versa, and I saw one of them drunk on, on, on an interview like this, yo, they're acting like that. I'm like, ha-ha, they just having a good time. They don't have a history of drinking. This is kind of like funny, you know what I'm saying? But this alcohol is messing up his life. Now, I believe that a podcaster, those podcasters have the, have the, 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 the uh, they probably just saw that gilly. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. 
Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. And Wallow interview. They probably saw it. I feel like they did. They posted that interview. It's kind of like... Uh, you shouldn't post that interview because you just took it down anyway afterwards. It's kind of like, man, like, you got to have... That's an integrity issue. You know what I'm saying? I know you... And it's hard, bro, because look, yo, this podcast stuff ain't easy. You know, long hours, editing, you know, doing your thing, coming up with concepts. And it's not that... It's not easy. So when they... You know, they probably got this interview and were like, yo, man, I done... They might have flew out to wherever to go meet A.B. And they said, yo, I can't just throw this interview away. So I see both sides of it. But then again, there's another aspect of it. Like, maybe the interview needed to come out so we people can really, really help A.B. And some of his regrets. The awareness around it, that's true. Would you have known about that podcast platform? Had no. Not? Therein lies the truth. More, more than likely, therein lies the truth. It probably boosted them up a lot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was it was worth it to them. I, yeah. A platform like Bigs versus Bigs would never do such a thing. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I don't think my my co-host here would do it. I think that... I think that... <sighs> yeah. As fighters, we, we see uh, and feel a little more than the average than the average uh, podcaster does in this particular instance because we're also fighters. Yeah. We know what goes into it, how tough it is. I, and and, uh, and so, we're, you know, we're praying, for, we're praying for Adrian Broner. Yeah, Adrian Broner's definitely in our prayers, one of my favorite fighters. And I think he'll be okay. You know, I think that sometimes, man, there's, there's, uh, there's um, relapses. There are, man. There are, there are relapses and... It, it may be, like you said, exactly what he needs and exactly mm-hmm. what his family needs to see. In order to help him back on course, maybe an inter- intervention is 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 um is is, is what is what the next is what the next steps are because that was rather that was rather sloppy. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of sloppy, yeah. We have a fight for undisputed, one that you probably have not heard of, or seen, and has not been mentioned, unless you are a real hardcore fight fan and you watch women's boxing. It did. It did great in the UK, man. Let's not say that it did. It did really good. That, that you old, probably haven't heard of it. I'm saying the drink I haven't seen up. it, and I haven't seen it in the in the tabloids. I haven't seen it in the press. I'm just what? What you want me to say? They got to promote these. What fights I shouldn't tomorrow. say that it's not something's not promoted. I said what I said. Don't correct me. I'm Dog. Sorry. I'm sorry. Savannah Marshall versus Franchon Cruz Desern. We had her on this show. Come and check our previous podcast. Our interview out with 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 The uh, Diva. The Diva. Our interview with the Diva. Franchon Cruz Desern. The undisputed super middleweight champion of the world. Now former undisputed super middleweight champion of the world. Because in this match, she did not come out the victor. Yeah. I say speaking of sloppy because it was one of those fights, man. It was yeah. one of those rough, tough fights where, yes, they did fall on the ground. <laughs> and yes, there were a number of clinches and and not so many 
clean shots, but it was still a really good fight. Really good fight. The fight was reminiscent of... Kel, what? Kel reminiscent Bro- of what? Kelbrook and Sean Porter. Mm. It reminded me of Kelbrook and Sean Porter. Very, very messy. Uh, girl, The girls all over each other. Um, a lot of holding. I saw uh, Savannah Marshall kind of like hooking her arm after missing the hook or the jab around her neck. I saw French Sean Cruz getting on the inside. I saw what Krista Shields' advice to her was make the fight on the inside. Do not let her extend her arms for clean shots. I'm very proud of French Sean Cruz discern. I don't think the game plan was wrong. I would have just added more angles. And um, you said you'd add Barry Hunter. And I don't know where Barry Hunter was. I think where was that, Barry? I, I, I don't know what happened with Barry. Maybe he I, couldn't make it. I think that Barry was the thing that made that was he the way he just knew how to talk to 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 to, 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 to Sometimes it's that trainer just knows what to say to you, and knows how to say it. And I I like I think her husband, you know, great guy. I think he did a great job too. I think he he kept her doing stuff, but I just feel like. Her husband and Barry, that combination was dope. You know, I don't know what happened. Hopefully they get back together. And maybe she, I don't know if she just had this new trainer that she just started working with. I don't know all this, this, this scenario nor situations. And let me tell you something. It wasn't like to me, Krishan, Krishan Cruz lost the fight like by a big margin. It wasn't like I could get how you can argue. Ah, it was a draw. Nothing really happened. I just feel like, seriously, like, she nullified Savannah Marshall's attack a lot. I feel like, she, like, like, Savannah Marshall landed, like, three right hands. And that's why she won. Like, it was mad, like, just wrestling. And it was like, boop, right hand, boop, right hand, right hand around one, right hand around seven, right hand, right 12. And I feel like, you know, like, what's in, uh, Freshon was done a lot of little body shots and stuff like that, but just the clean, a couple clean headshots. Is nothing for French Sean Cruz to be ashamed of. And I think that they should run it back. It would not be bad to run it back. And I believe that French Sean Cruz would definitely be world champion again. It was impressive, uh, a performance for Savannah Marshall, though, as that's her first fight at 168 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. You know, kudos, kudos to her on that. Um, but she says that, man, her, her mandatory is Shadeja Green. And she also would like a rematch with Clarissa Shields. Yeah. Those are two very interesting fights for the world of women's boxing, which we have always talked about. Got to get more attention because those women are fighting to the death pretty much, man. Yeah. You know, they leave it all out there. And I think that, you know, I saw Clarissa rooting for Savannah Marsh. No, I'm sorry, for French Sean Cruz a lot. Desiree. Cruz Desern. I'm sorry for Nishana. Don't don't hurt me. I saw her rooting for her a lot. I saw her. I felt like she was kind of downplaying Savannah Marshall. I felt like she was kind of like just ease, like just the attitude going into it. And I felt like, man, in reality, I don't really know if I thought Savannah Marshall beat beat her. Mm-hmm. You know, so. That's the caliber of fighter that she is. Beat who? Clarissa Shields. 
Yeah. I thought she beat her. I, I, I didn't I didn't see for me, man, I didn't see it everybody else saw. I just thought that she beat her. I'm not mad mad about the way it went. It was not no rob it wasn't like egregious, but I was like, nah, I'm kind of thinking Savannah Marshall won this fight. Mm. You know, or maybe a draw at the at the wow. most. So when I was hearing like, oh, you know, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that, it's like, yo, like this this girl is a high freaking level. And you know, you 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 know, you don't want to give false, like, confidence. It's not the reality of the situation. Yes, Franchon Cruz Cezern is on Savannah Marshall's level. When I Carissa, Carissa beat Franchon Cruz Cezern, that was her first fight. And it was also a short notice fight. So I'm putting all those girls on the same level in reality. But one may be a little bit better than the other two. What do you think happens, say, if Franchon Cruz-Zern fights Clarissa Shields again? Full camp. At 168? I don't know. It's a good fight. They spar. I, I, I don't know. I can't say. I would, I, would, I, would, I would say Clarissa. I mean, at this point, bro, it's like you'd have to beat Clarissa so convincingly to get the win. Like it's not going to you can't just win by a little bit. That's the first thing, right? She's the she's the the name in the sport. So, I would have to go Clarissa Shield. Shields. But so it's who really won, you know? But I would give it to Clarissa. She'd be able to just land a couple clean cleaner shots. Um but hey, look, man, at 168, that's a tough one. Now, there's the dark horse in the division. There's Shadeja Green. Shadeja Green Ooh. is probably the sweet terminator. I just need I just need I just look, I just need one signature win against a high level girl and I'm giving I'm giving the game to her. I mean, I'm seeing her punch output pick up. Was Cedar Roos not a high level girl? That was amazing. Former Unified World Champion. That, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Knocked her out. I don't know who can beat Shadeja. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. Green. Now, her and Savannah Marshall would be an amazing fight. I think Savannah does lean in some to shots. I think that. Shadeja Green is it's incredibly accurate. She goes to the body hard. She has good power, great power. She knocks girls out. She's fast. And I think that her versus from Sean Cruz would be a freaking war. And I don't know. I, I, I don't know who wins that one. I really don't. That's a great war. That's a great fight. And that's a great war. Um, one last thing. We'll make this a little quicker. But since we're in the world of box, female boxing still, Yes, sir. Baumgartner versus Lenardo. Mm, that's a good. That's a good fight. Lenardo, Two, mm-hmm. which is a rematch. Lenardo beat 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 Alicia Baumgartner already. She did. It was a pretty decisive uh, victory. Yeah. Um, shout out to Alicia Baumgartner for going back and fighting her. But I look at that fight, my brother. That was two years ago. Alicia Baumgartner is a different fighter. You know, visually, as I see her. Um, and I think that man also I heard no see the rule I heard she I see the um, I heard Nartu. Nartu. I heard she had a child. 
in the World Women's Boxing, it takes a lot out of you. And I don't really, I haven't seen her fight in these, these, these two years, you know, these last two years. So I would go to Alicia Baumgartner, unless the ghost of the past return. Yeah, well, we'll see. Confidence is kind of everything in this sport, man. So, and I know that Alicia Baumgartner is more confident than ever. I'm very interested in seeing that fight. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who's going to show up that night, but we will definitely see. So watch out for that fight as well, guys. Uh, something else uh, we got to talk about. We got to talk about this, Just. We can't get off. I don't want to talk about it. We got it. We can't get off these microphones and not talk about this, man. I don't want to talk about it. Another huge, huge fight. Huge. Has been announced in the world of boxing. And that is Saul Alvarez Canelo versus. Bermel, excuse me, ooh, 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 wow, wow, versus Jermel Charlo. Bingo, bingo! Canelo, Canelo, Canelo. You smarter than me, boy. Slicker than the can of oil. Slicker than the can of oil, Canelo. Boy. You make it, Canelo, you making it hard to be a Canelo hater. <laughs> you are, you just so dang smart. You gonna leave this game with all your faculties, huh? You ain't gonna get no brain damage. You ain't gonna get hurt. You're gonna be able to spend all your money, all your hundreds of millions, ain't your boy. Listen, it's the first time ever in history of the four belt era two undisputed male fighters are fighting each other. What? Double undisputed, Canelo. Yo, man, let me tell you, Doc, I, I commend this team. If Canelo, listen, if Canelo can make, if he can grab. If, if, if you can catch weight and they both can grab all the belts, Canelo was going to be two-time undisputed. If Canelo could, yo, yo, if he get the athletic commission to go, yo, you know, like, I'm taking all the 154 belts. I really wish I'm taking them. That was a bad Do you know what that means? Do you know what that means, Big C? It's like, it's like, are we going off the Queensberry Marquee anymore? No, we going off Mayweather, Mayweather, uh, 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 McGregor. That's what we going off. Or, or, or are we going off? Are we going off the Canelo Marquee now? Is this just like he do whatever he want to do, and then the commission just say, "Yeah, man, it's Canelo." And you know what else? Let me tell you something. Sports, stop this sports. Because I see it in more than one sport. Stop it. Stop worshiping these superstars so much. You could love them. You could watch them. You could admire them. But we got to stop doing this and saying that guy could do what he wants because he's earned it. What are you talking? What is that even? When is that ever okay? You've done so much in a sport to where now you can do that. They do it with LeBron. It's annoying. What do you mean you could do whatever you want to do now? No. No, the rules apply to everybody. Shut up. No, you can't. No, you can't grab some some belts from 154 pounds. Shut up, Chris. When you, when you undisputed at 168 pounds, that's two weight classes above. Who gonna stop them? That's two weight classes. What are we doing? Undisputed versus undisputed. 
you know what? When, when Mel said it, he said, Undisputed versus other. He said, hey, he said, forget it, man. Man, I'm going to fight Canelo. Undisputed versus Undisputed Canelo. I thought it was a joke. Now it makes me think, did you really break your arm, your hand? For that Tim Zoo joint? Or did you say, nah, I'm going to fight Nello. Because you know what? I'm not mad at it. I'll tell you this much. I believe he's in the top Gino Charlo. I don't think he's in the Charlo. I think that, yeah, yeah. I think he's just not going to, yeah, at, at 165 pounds or whatever they're going to do. I'm going to go with Jamel. I'm going to go, oh, no, Canelo. You need to put that eggnog down. The eggnog got rum in it. You drunk, ain't it? I said what I said. What are you talking about, man? So stop, Jamil Charlo. You're smoking on cinnamon sticks. That's what you're doing. He's going to stop him. him. I will say this, though. On the ropes. What weight is this fight? I see the posters. I don't see the weight. I don't see the weight. I don't see any information. What's the weight class? Where is it going to be? I don't see any information on this flyer. What is the weight class? Ain't it. Canelo versus Charlo. How the heck, man? Yo, man. Sixty-five. Bigs versus big supporters. Listen to me and listen to me clear. Boxing is predicated off of weight classes, man. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba da ba ba ba. How can there be a fight for belts at catch weights? Can we stop that? You saw the deal with Khan, Amir Khan, right? You saw how he banged on Amir Khan. You saw how um, my man Triple G dogged Kel Brook out, right? He broke his face. See, this, y'all not going to stop. These uh, catch weights, uh, man. I'm, Who paid these catch weights? And I'm glad you know this. He going to feel like, guess what? With that catch weight, it's going to feel like Canelo had an egg weight in his gloves. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, listen, man, listen, man, listen, 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 listen. It's not like Jamel is tough. Jamel has some decent defense, man, but he was getting hit way too much by um, my man, the Argent uh Castano, man. Getting hit way too much with too much hard shots on the ropes. I mean pushed to the ropes too much. Canelo Alvarez does his best work when he can get you on the ropes. It was a perfect fight leading up to this fight. They were setting them up, and they got it. And Tim Zhu said, Canelo's avoiding Benavidez. And... But hold on, Joe. I can't even... Charlo's I can't even, avoiding him. Uh-huh. I, I'm a to I can't even cast my vote because what weight are we fighting at? I can't even get past that, y'all. Is it going to be 154? No. What weight? It ain't gonna be 160. Man, whatever, man. Like I told you, man, 165 if he's nice. Tim Zhu said what? He said, look, man. He said, this is weird. He didn't really say that. But he said that he thinks he's being avoided by Charlo. The fight was scheduled. Charlo said he broke his hand. Now he's fighting someone else. Now he's not fighting Tim Zhu anymore. Charlo's gonna knock Tim Zhu out. But Tim Zhu started talking some weird stuff I heard. Like, hey, mate, let's do it in Australia, mate. No. 
Are you like what are you talking about, man? We're not going on. You want Jamel Charlo, the undisputed champion, to go to Australia to go fight you? And they also said that, man, get out of here. They said that Saul was ducking Benavides. That's what they're saying, man. That's what they're yeah. saying. They're ducking him, just. Hey, look, man. I told I told Canelo, I told Canelo fans I would stop and I would I would I would respect. Canelo to the utmost. I would never say anything about Canelo if he fought Charlo. I just didn't, I just didn't think. He's so smart. He word. I'm going to fight Jamel Charlo. Not Jamal, brother. And now, guess what? He's going to fight him. I talk, Remember I, talk, I said last week, I said, he's going to fight Jamel. I said he's going to fight Jamal. Then Jamel. But I never thought he'd go straight. Flip it. He said, flip it. I'm going to fight Jamel. Let Jamal probably fight Boo Boo, right? They beat each other up. And he only took this fight probably because Jamal turned it down. Then I'll fight Jamal, bring him up and wait. It's like the same, I'm fighting the same guy twice, basically. He hit a little harder. He's a little, you know, not as focused right now. He'll beat him, and he's going to fight Errol Spence. But they're getting ready to pull off. Or is he going to fight Magaboo? Magaboo. You mean you mean you mean Badu Magabu. Jack? Badu Jack. Badu Jack. Try, try to Badu Jack. Yeah, yeah. Badu Jack said, "No, I'm not going to one step five or something like that." Badu man, take the money, man. Do it. Badu must get must be really really paid because he. This stuff got crazy, man. Guys, boxes is crazy. It's an amazing place. Thank you all for listening to another week of We love you. Bigs out. The Bigs vs. Bigs podcast was brought to you by your creators and hosts, Kristen Biggs and Justin Biggs. Executive producers, Letitia Biggs, Aaron Freeman, Westworld Productions, and Valerie Wright. Co-host and production manager, Chanel Blackman. Audio editor, Eric Ryloff. Opening announcement by Jack Thriller. Sound design, mix, and master, James Oliva. And special thanks to our friends and partners at Revolt TV, Aki Garrett, Patty Reyes, and JJ West. Bigs versus Bigs out. Are out of here. Bigs versus Bigs out. No, I said Bigs versus Bigs out. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.